Hello, and welcome to How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. I'm your host, Megan Thompson, licensed clinical professional counselor and registered play therapist supervisor. We at MTC teach parents how to eliminate the daily meltdown and shutdown cycle for your sensitive children and teens. Highly sensitive children make up 15 to 20% of the population, according to research that has been gathered for over a century. And this podcast answers one question. How can you raise emotionally intelligent children, stop walking on eggshells, and help your child express their needs safely without punishments, yelling, or coddling. If you wanna know the answer, you're in the right place. Hi everybody, I'm Megan Thompson with Megan Thompson Coaching. And today we're gonna talk about why punishments don't work for your highly sensitive child and what you can do instead. So one of the things that I've been noticing in the Facebook group that I've run um, this started running this spring is that sometimes parents will um, lean towards setting up some sort of punishment to teach their child to behave in an effective way. And it's important for us to recognize that punishments are not effective in changing behavior. Um, And there's many different reasons as to why that is. And this kind of goes against our initial instinct, right? We tell somebody um, or we see our child behaving in a certain way. We want them to cut it out. So our initial instinct is to gain more power, gain power over our child by taking something away or by unleashing, um, uh, you know, setting a grounding them or setting some other punishment based um, response for the child to quote unquote learn their lesson think about it ne- think about what will happen for them next time and it's not effective in teaching our child what we want them to actually learn there's a couple of reasons why that is first off um, punishment doesn't actually teach your child what to do it instead just says that they're not supposed to do whatever it is that you want them that you were punishing them for so For example, if your child is um, back-talking you or um, hitting or throwing things, when you punish your child, that means taking away their iPad or taking away electronics or um, saying that they can't go on a play date that you had planned later that day. Um, They feel, um, A, surprised because they don't know why, why you punish them directly in that moment because their behavior is impulsive, um, but also taken aback and confused because they don't know what you actually wanted from them in that moment. And even if you're saying to them, you know, you're not supposed to hit your sister or you need to keep your hands to yourself, because in that moment, their emotions are up here. So we got to recognize, um, we know this in terms of, you know, you're parenting a highly sensitive child. Your child's emotions are typically up here where yours, if you're not highly sensitive, and 80% of the population is down here. So if your emotions are high and heightened, um, then it's really difficult to control your own behavior. So you can recognize that when you're venting and you say things that you don't, um, that you regret as an adult. But as a highly sensitive child, they don't understand what their body is doing in that moment. It feels out of control for them. And so when you punish them, it actually can breed sneaky behavior. So when you think about the fact that punishment's not teaching your child what to do, it's only teaching them what they're going to lose if they do that behavior, then 
they are still probably going to um, misbehave because they're children and all kids misbehave, but they're probably going to sneak that misbehavior. So if you're punishing your child for um, grabbing a cookie before bedtime, or if you're punishing your child for um, not, uh, or playing their iPad when it's not the right time, um, then kiddo is not going to understand what is expected of them in that moment and they're probably just going to try and use it or sneak it or hide it under their bed or um, hope that mom doesn't hear hear about it so it's important to recognize that when we use punishments taking um, and and trying to, to use that to to teach your child it actually perpetuates shame um, so Children feel bad about what they did, but they don't know what to do next, and so they feel like a bad kid. They are really getting um, mixed messages from you when you love them, and then when they're punished, they feel horrible. Um, and oftentimes our instincts are like, well, you should feel like crap because you just messed up. But the problem with that is that, again, as I said before, it doesn't teach your child what to do or how to feel better about themselves or how to express, express their feelings in a safe and effective way. So the punishments are ineffective and actually perpetuate and breed shame. So we know that highly sensitive kids are covered by this shame blanket um, already. They already get the message from the 80% of the population that they are too much, they are too sensitive, they've noticed too many things, they have too many questions, they ask, um, they take too long to get ready from one transition to the next. All of this sends a big message that there's something wrong with you, you're broken. And so it's really important for parents to not feed into that same cycle by teaching your child that they're doing something wrong when they're feeling their feelings. The biggest thing that I notice for parents when they're like, well, wait a minute, I can't eliminate a, a favorite thing for my kid or I can't you know, um, punish my child, what do I do instead? Um, the biggest thing that I think parents are are kind of swing to the other um, end of the spectrum is they think that that if I don't punish my child then it means that I'm telling my child that they're getting what they want or that, that it's okay to act that way and so it's really important to recognize that the goal is to teach your child what to do not teach them what not to do um, with their behavior your child is telling you something it's telling them telling you that they're tired or that they're cranky or that they need attention or that they're frustrated so all of those emotions that they're experiencing in that point, that's the attention that they're looking for. They don't need the actual action that they're trying to get. So if they you know, um, hit their sister to grab the toy, the goal is not to give the child the toy, not punish them for taking it away. Doesn't mean that you're going to give them the toy. The goal is to give your child that um, attention that they need in that moment noticing and validating those feelings and recognizing how frustrated or stuck they are will help them move on from that feeling faster and learn more effective ways of communicating with you. So it's important to recognize that misbehavior is an opportunity for connection. Your child is looking to tell you something and needs to hear heard, felt, understood, seen, and that you care. And in that moment, we tend to drive home the message that what they're doing is not effective. And it sends the message to kids 
that their feelings are ineffective because they don't know any other way to express their feelings in that moment. So I've been seeing a couple of things on the newsfeed with parents sharing stuff like, um, like with kids tantruming and, um, and saying like, are you done? Are you, you know, are you over this? I'll talk to you when I'm done. I see it out in the community too, when I'm with my daughter. And that sends a message to your child that your feelings are not okay. They are absolutely unacceptable. You cannot communicate those to me, to me, and I will not talk to you until you comply. And unfortunately, the difficult thing that that creates is that your child is then led to hide their feelings. Um, they are taught to zip it up and not express them, and um, and then only you know either do what you say or. Um, or hide their reactions from you or hide their misbehavior from you, which leads, like I said before, to sneaky behavior, not learned effective behavior. So it's important to recognize that if you can learn to connect before you correct, you'll be able to help your child communicate that their emotions more effectively and then respond in more effective ways when they're frustrated or upset or trying to get something that they just can't have in that moment. So again, I'm reiterating it because I think this is a really big stuck place that lots of parents sit at is that when you are connecting, you are not coddling. You are not giving in to your child by letting them have what they want. You are comforting your child for having big feelings. So that means that a natural consequence might lead later but telling them that, oh, that's it, you lost your whatever, um, that sends a message your, to your child that their feelings are not okay, that they have to control them no matter what, which might not be developmentally appropriate given their age. So if your child is five, you can't expect your kiddo to manage all major frustrations. They will have impulsive behaviors. And um, it is not effective to try and teach your kid to zip it up and, and um, punish them by removing things, um, toys, special, special activities, um, favorite things to teach them that they can't be impulsive. Um, children don't actually learn the capacity to think before they act. Um, in when their feeling when their feelings are are very high until age 25 um and the adolescent brain actually doesn't fully develop until age 25 30. so to expect a five-year-old to think oh if i hit my sister i'm going to lose my ipad for a week is really inappropriate um the, the that expectation is just not something that your child can manage and will just feel like um a bad kid uh, as a result. So it's important to recognize that all of those things will help you build a, a great, a deeper relationship with your child so that your child can feel understood and can then, as a result, reach to you and be more effective in talking to you um, when they are upset. So the message that you want to send your highly sensitive child is that others might not understand you, but I do. The research shows that parents who change their environment for highly sensitive kids actually have kids who behave better, improve more rapidly, and change their um, self-esteem and, and level of self-compassion than kids who go to an individual therapy, highly sensitive kids who just go to individual therapy and the parents meet with the therapist once a week or, I mean, once a month or once a quarter. 
Um, so it's really important to recognize that the power to help your child change their behavior is within you and your approach, not in your child learning how to do better or act better by teaching them those specific skills. That is a supplement to your change, changing your environment. So this, again, goes against natural common wisdom. Um, and as a play therapist, I believe that children have the capacity to change their behavior um, in, in themselves. Um, and it's also true that because highly sensitive kids are a unique part of the population, they need part of the environment to validate them. And that really comes from the home environment. So it is almost flying in the face of a lot of conventional psychological wisdom to say that parents need to change their approach in order for their child to speed up their process. But the research again, like I said, um, actually shows that kids who are not highly sensitive, who change their, are taught different coping skills and who are taught different um, ways to change their behavior can make progress regardless of whether or not their parents change their environment. If their parents change their environment, they may not improve. So, um, and they definitely don't improve as rapidly as highly sensitive kids do um, in their behavior and in their self-concept um, when parents change their environment. So it's really important to notice how you can connect with your child rather than punish them out of their feelings. And if you need some support with that, I would love to help you figure out some more clarity on what would be most effective for your kid and your home environment. Um, let's chat. I'm going to post in the comments of this video after I finish live here with you how you can um, reach out to me. We can set up a call, um, free consultation for about 30 minutes. We can really get deep into what's going on with your family and what will be most effective to help restructure how, the, um, how things are going at home for your kiddo. So the difference between coddling and connecting is that coddling lets your child get away with murder. It lets your child get that activity. I'm not suggesting that you should, um, if they hit their sister because sister took a Lego, sister's younger, um, that you let the child have the Lego, but you are helping your child identify that they get that emotion and then they, and they can, um, that they get that emotion attended to, that you can recognize that they're feeling frustrated um, and that's what led to them hitting their sister. So the goal is to help your child identify that feeling, feel better, and then later on teach how to respond differently. It is not a teachable moment when your child's emotions are up high. And that is a huge, huge thing that um, I have lots of parents struggling with is that they think in the moment is when your child can learn new behaviors. When your child has already exploded whatever behavior that is for their explosion, um, that is too late. It is not effective and they cannot hear you. It is why some of my parents whose highly sensitive kids are older say their kid is literally barking at them or snapping at them or growling at them when they're trying to tell them what they, to do that's more effective. One of the things that I teach when I work with parents specifically is figuring out how to be that thermostat rather than the thermometer. And so noticing and being in check with yourself is really one of the big things that we work to, to, to prioritize when, we, when you work with me. I wanted to say thank you for letting me chat with you today and I will um, catch you later. Thanks.
Thanks for joining me for this episode of How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. We release a brand new episode every week, so be sure to click subscribe. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in hearing more about how to eliminate the meltdown cycle, I invite you to check out our free masterclass where we cover the five steps our clients use to eliminate the daily meltdowns. You can register for the next training at meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash five steps. That's the number five, S-T-E-P-S. MeganThompsonCoaching.com backslash five steps. Have a great day.